Welcome to the DIY podcast. Now, where's Nick? He's looking around here. We have this beautiful Porsche and Nick is just floating around and oh, there he is. He's back there. So Nick, what are you doing? Man, we just washed the heck out of this bad boy. It looks so good. Yes, we did. So we did an interior wash, we did an exterior, and we did it one side with rinseless, one side with soap and water. So for the first time in my life, I'm in a $500,000 car. Right. It's a 1994 Porsche 3.6 Carrera Turbo. The question we have, I'm Nick. And I'm Ivan. And this is the DIY Detail Podcast. The question I have is, should the way that I clean the car change based on how expensive the vehicle is no really no respect the vehicle whether it's a five hundred thousand dollar vehicle or a five hundred dollar vehicle they all need our respect and they all need cleaning they all need cleaning i mean we have a product line that would work across the spectrum but exactly. i remember in the detail shop when you get an old farm truck it's almost just like all right, let's take the battering ram out. I don't care what mm -hmm. chemical it is because they have used and abused it and not respected the vehicle themselves. But if I got on a Porsche like this, it would be like, okay, let's take our time. Let's baby every little thing. Because you do respect this vehicle more, at least emotionally. A little bit. But nonetheless, you know, a lot of people, they, they look at this and go, oh, it's so expensive and I need to be extra careful. You need to be careful with every vehicle. That's a good point. And the products we use on this vehicle and the products we use on a, the farm truck are the same. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people buy cheaper products when they're working on a cheaper car. And that actually takes more time and more effort because now you're having to decide which product am I going to use. Whereas mm. if you use a good product line across the board, then you're fine. So if your daily driver is a 1995 Honda Civic, but this is your weekend car, treat both the same. Now, we're not targeting the professional detailer necessarily in this podcast, but in my life, I get decision fatigue. Yes. Can you talk about that with detailing products and how the KISS method could apply, keep it simple, stupid for someone in their garage at home or even a pro? Right. You know, at DIY Detail, we purposely have a very slim product offering. Mm. And the reason for that is you don't want to be making decisions. We have one ceramic detail spray. We have one soap. We have one rinseless. It's easier that way. It's simple. You just keep one thing on the shelf. You know it works. You know it works every time. You have fun using it. And we enjoy ourselves. I was just thinking about um, January of 2020 when you came into my shop. Yes. <laughs> How many products did I have on the shelves? So <laughs> Sylvie and I, my wife, we uh, divided his shop into three piles on the floor <laughs> one pile was this is the stuff i can do without this is the stuff i want to keep and this is the stuff that i absolutely have to keep i can't live without the first and second pile completely disappeared from his life and the third pile we cut eh, by about 50 percent i remember we had these giant shelves and we felt lucky that the people next door because we well, i'd like bolted them to the wall didn't i yeah and uh, the, the cabinet company next door actually wanted them because I don't know how else we would have gotten them out of there. Right. So we streamlined, I guess that's the word, streamlined his operations considerably by reducing the amount of products he had. We're not going to promote the Hawk Pro Detailing channel necessarily, but I'll put a video up above just for your own yeah. edification. I don't even know what that word is, but it sounds fancy. <laughs> One Ivan LaCroix staple that I want to touch on here. Speaking of horizontal shelves, yes. whether you're in the DIY detail garage, your professional shop, your garage at home, educate me on horizontal shelves, Ivan. 
So when you own a shop, when you own a garage, just at home, your home garage, and you have a workbench in there. Now, a home garage, a workbench is a useful thing. You are repairing things, you are fixing things, you're working on stuff. It's nice to have. But in a professional setting, especially a detail shop, we're not ripping apart the lawnmower engine. We're not fixing the kids' toys. We're not doing stuff like that. The only horizontal surfaces should be your floor. Because we all know, and even the workbench at home, it's the same, it accumulates stuff. Like a lot of stuff. It's a magnet. It's a magnet for stuff that you're probably never going to use again. You know, I've been to some shops where I asked them, how long has this been here? Well, we moved in here five years ago. Oh, probably five years, less two months. And it's been sitting on that bench. It hasn't moved. It's covered in dust. It's not doing anything for them. And that bench is taking up space. You know, this is a small car. It could fit in just about any garage. And if you see me wiping my brow, I was working on this car. We detailed it. Yeah. And now it's sort of a hot garage, which is a testament to real life, right? You right. see something on YouTube or TV, you're like, oh, that person has the ultimate garage. They have this whole setup. It's like, we're still working in, yeah. you know, less than ideal conditions a lot of times. And that's why using the right products matters. Exactly. Because it makes things simpler and they just do the job the right way the first time. Exactly. But back to the horizontal surfaces. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that, you know. Heat stroke. Yeah, no, it, you know, Nick is like a, a kid, you know, sees a squirrel. Oh, look, a squirrel. Uh, and I and I get hangry, and if I don't eat, I get a little ornery. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You had breakfast this morning. You know, Ivan's Mr. No Carbs, Low Carbs, and I'm all over the place. Yeah, but anyway. Contemplating the meaning of life. All right, back in the car. So, horizontal, horizontal surfaces. surfaces. Okay. This is a small car person that owns this car owns many other cars but nonetheless if they have this car and their garage is just full to the brim that they can walk around the car and it's great what happens the day they buy a newer porsche that's two feet longer six inches wider and now their garage is too small so keeping that garage space clean and organized oh quick change of scenery what yeah. happened well actually the porsche had to go home so but what were we talking about before the Porsche disappeared? We were talking about get rid of your shelving and hang stuff up because yeah, that will change the game for you. This does not accumulate gunk and trash. Like you put bottles on here, everything has a place. Exactly. Everything has a place and everything in its place. So in a previous podcast, we mentioned mise en place. And mise en place is a cooking term. It's actually a French term, meaning putting everything in its place. And that's what we're doing here. How do you put me in my place? I don't. You do it well enough yourself. <laughs> Ivan just tells me how to work all the time. There you say, go. <laughs> Stop it, Dad. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's been a long day. All right, but can you explain, like, can I have any horizontal shelving at all? You can, but know what's going to be going on that shelving. That's something a lot of people do. They, I'm going to have a workbench. I'm going to have these shelves. And, well, the more storage you have, the more stuff you accumulate. You know, I'm a minimalist. I live in a tour bus. Everything I own is in that tour bus. So if it has no place in the bus, I don't own it. So that's just that simple. He's not lying. Um, we're here at the DIY Detail Garage. Yeah. Ivan has a backpack that's about halfway full. And I'm carrying a big <laughs> backpack, like a luggage thing. It's just like, it's a manifestation of the way you live your life. Right. Make it simple. But nonetheless, in your garage, I've been to too many shops and garages where you can barely fit the car in. 
And that's not what we're trying to promote. And it's not, you know, if your shop is that way, good for you. If you enjoy it that way. There are some people that live in this chaos, we'll say it, that enjoy it. And you ask them where anything is and they know exactly where it is. Yeah. And there are people like that. I went to a muffler shop once that there was a path on the floor that was maybe eight inches wide. The rest of the shop hadn't seen the light of day in probably a couple of decades. And we'll try to insert a picture here. If I can find a picture of the shop, it's worth it just to see it. But this guy makes custom exhaust systems. He's in his 60s, barely speaks. Like wildly successful, I'm guessing? No. Oh, well, no. I mean, he's been around for a long time, does a great job, but he's got literally the exhaust pipes in piles, not organized on a shelf, not, they're on piles on the floor. And it's amazing when you say, I need a six inch pipe that's 18 inches long with a 30 degree bend. And he reaches into the pile almost without looking and pulls out a six inch pipe. It's about the right length. Might have to cut it a little bit. Puts it on his bender, presses the button because it's hydraulic bender, and just holds it there and lets go. And there's no scale on the bender. And when he's done, it's a 30 degree bend. Mm. The guy is just that good. So sometimes the organized chaos is a good thing, but when we're detailers, we tend to be OCD about stuff like this. Well, we've got uh, hangers for polishers, hangers for pads, hangers for products. Um, what's an appropriate mix? Because we also have our, our towel carts on the ground. Right. I mean, you can't hang up towels. So where do you where do you allow for piles of things to accumulate? Someone else's house. But <laughs> no, if you have piles, you know, like you were saying, towels, having a nice shelving, maybe some nice bins for the towels so they don't get accumulated dust on. Especially for window towel, that's what I find. If you're trying to keep your dedicated window towels as window towels, yeah, you don't want dust on them. I used to wash them separately when I was professionally detailing all by myself. With more people in the shop, it got a little more complicated, which is why we should have called Ivan in to build efficient <laughs> systems into our shop. But yeah, I think that you're really pristine paint towels and then your glass towels, they deserve their own bins unless you have a total dust-free environment, which in the real world, a lot of people don't even have a garage. It doesn't exist. Now, <clears throat> if you enjoy detailing, one of the things I always did in my shops is every employee had a cart and on that cart was a little shelving, a little plastic Rubbermaid shelving thing that had their towels in, they had their uh, polishers, they had all their supplies they needed on that cart. But there was no other room on that cart to put stuff. So the cart was already populated with everything it needed. They could go from car to car, have their cart, it's their cart. So when you're detailing at home, same thing. If you have a detailing cart, so instead of, let's say you're detailing in the driveway, you can have all your supplies in the garage. Well, if you have a little cart on wheels, you can put, okay, today I'm gonna to be detailing the outside of the car, I'm gonna need this, 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 and this. You put it on the cart, and you wheel it outside with you, and you do your detail. It just makes it go a lot faster and easier. What's your favorite thing to do in detailing? What is your favorite process, inside, outside, that brings you the most joy? The most joy, like just about everyone else, is cleaning the exterior. Yeah, you know, it's fun. getting that pop, getting that, uh, you know, the gloss and the look. But, that being said, I really enjoy cleaning glass. Because glass cleaning is almost an art form, in a sense. I was out here for 15 minutes cleaning glass and just, because I want to deliver that portion nicely. Yeah, I was hitting every corner and 
Exactly. I was spending time I didn't have to. Basically, they brought the car over. Hey, we'll let you use our half a million dollar car for some videos. Yeah. We promised we'd clean it up. And I was like, Nick, the professional detailer, every angle. And it is an art form. I take pride in delivering glass streak free, but it's right. very difficult on the interior windshield, which we're going to link above how we do it with the melanie sponge. Yeah, exactly. So cleaning glass can be fun. It can be really satisfying because a lot of people have problems with cleaning glass. And like he said, you know, there's a video link up here. Wait, somewhere. wait, wait, wait. Might they benefit from crystal clear glass cleaner? Yes, they will. Or the rest is wash. And you know, the real secret to cleaning glass, and you know, we're going all over here in this podcast, but the real secret Welcome to, to my world. Yeah. The real oh, squirrel. Uh, anyways. The real secret to cleaning glass is the least amount of moisture you put on the glass, the least amount of moisture you need to take away from the glass. Hmm. You have a system, I'm guessing, because when I came up in the game, I would use rinseless wash yeah. for my first pass. Right. Um, some people will go straight to the glass cleaner, but I always liked rinseless wash on the first pass. Yeah. Very rarely do I ever willy-nilly spray it on the glass. I'm a spray it on the towel guy. Yeah. And I'll usually, Use the melanine sponge. So rinse this wash on a melanine sponge, really move that gunk out, and then I will start hitting it with towels. And I'll hit my first towel, still with the rinse this wash, because yeah. I like things complicated. Yeah. But then I'll flip sides and keep it clean with every swipe, and then I'll transition to the glass cleaner with a new towel, and every swipe needs to be a clean side, because that's where people get in trouble with these streaks. Yeah. Is you're just, you're not working clean. Right. Now for myself, a little more simplistic method of doing it, but the results are there. I take one towel that's damp, either with the glass cleaner or the rinseless wash, and just damp, not wet. The next towel is my dry towel. And one secret I have is don't look at the glass when you're cleaning. <laughs> and it's not a joke, it's, not, it's actually a technique. And the reason is because when you're looking at the glass, your eyes are telling you there's a spot there, there's a spot there, there's a spot there. When you're not looking at it, you can actually feel it in the towel. And I imagine that you're like, I have to box the window, so I need to hit this. Or like, what is your technique when you're going? Well, I leave my eyes open, but I look, oh. I look at my phone, answer emails, things like that, as I'm cleaning the glass. No, seriously, it's, you don't need to look at the glass, look away. When you look away, you'll feel, oh, there's a little something there. And you just keep moving it, and you moisten the window with your damp towel, and then you dry it with the other. And the lower the nap, the better. Those big fluffy towels are great on the paint. They're great on interiors. They're not good on glass. This is a drying towel. I wouldn't even call this the fluffiest, but I would not clean glass with this. No, exactly. A nice low nap towel like this, definitely a great glass cleaning towel. And in my shops, and this freaks a lot of people out, the towels that were degraded from paint towels, then they get degraded to interior towels, then they get degraded to wheel towels, then they became glass towels for us because those glass, those towels no longer have any lint to give to anyone. And you want the most lint-free towel you can get for cleaning glass. That actually makes sense. That would happen in my shop as well. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I was the one doing it. And then I had my safe that only I knew the, the, the padlock to and I would yeah. open it up and light would shimmer out and I would grab my pristine glass towels that no one could touch. Exactly. And I had fun. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the whole goal. That's the whole you know, goal. Depending on, for myself, I like driving more than I like washing. So 
the sooner I can get the car washed and cleaned and presentable, I'm out driving. Whereas you, you really enjoy the process, and I enjoy the process. I really do. It's like I, it, I would have been detailing for forty years if I didn't enjoy the process. I was just thinking about we're like sitting here with great enthusiasm talking about glass cleaning, and I just sort of went out of body for a second. Yeah. I'm like, there are a lot of people who think this is very crazy. Yeah, like this is our lives. It is detailing. It is. Um, we love it. So, what do you guys like cleaning? What questions do you have? We are always available in the comments below. Nick at DIYDetail.com. Ivan LaCroix, the living legend. I'm living, but I'm far from a legend. I'm just an old guy. Uh, but nonetheless, leave us your comments, your thoughts, your ideas, maybe a thumbs up, and even that notification bell. See you on the next one, guys.